Um, I want to talk about boundaries, and I want to talk about relationships, and I want to talk about the love of God, and um, how that all looks. And uh, when we think about relationships and we think about being healthy people, um, we can't be healthy people if we don't have healthy relationships. And we can't have healthy relationships if we're not healthy ourselves spiritually. And I think that a person can really know God, know a lot about God, know the Bible. But if they don't know who they are in their relationship with God, then all of their relationships are going to be affected. And I'm not talking just about relationships in the body of Christ. I'm talking about our relationships with unsaved believers, unbelievers, people that are not Christians that maybe we are working with. And so I think one of the most practical topics that I've ever heard in my life was really on the on the level of relationships and these boundaries and relationships. And I read a quote um, maybe a few weeks ago, and it really got me thinking, unconditional love does not mean unconditional access in a relationship. And it's kind of interesting because we would think as a Christian and as someone that is really outgoing, highly invitational, invitational in our ministry to each other, and to the body of Christ and to the community that we would just really invite everybody into our circle and into our space, and we do that. But when we look at John chapter 2, and I want to look at that verse first with you, John chapter 2, um, John chapter 2 and, and uh, verse 24, um, right, at the, right off the bat here, um, a, gospel that, a gospel that really addresses uh, the, huma- the, 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 the divinity of Christ uh, in the second chapter in his ministry, uh, Jesus Christ here in verse 24, um, verse 23, he's a discerner of the hearts. And in verse 24, Jesus did not commit himself to them because he knew all men. Yeah. It's interesting because um, God so loved the whole world that he gave his only begotten son. Um, but there is, a, there is something here that we have to note that when God gave his, his son, uh, his son was not committed to us, but he was committed to God. And uh, Jesus here in, in verse 24, the word commit is a very powerful, it's a very strong word in the Greek, and it means to absolutely fully trust. It's this word faith, pisteo, but then there's this prefix epi, which means to fully trust, to fully commit um, in, in, a total, in a total way. And Jesus didn't do this because he knew it was in the hearts of men. So somehow God so loved the world that he gave everything, yet he did not commit himself to man. Um, Jesus was committed to his father. He was committed to uh, his father in the relationship with the father, and he was, he was submitted to the spirit, the Holy Spirit. And so I want to just talk about a little bit about that and really maybe some practical things that I think um, would help us and maybe people that are in our circles, right? There are things that we talk about here that maybe you can just kind of share with other people. Maybe it's going to be helpful, you know, to share. But I think that what can happen very often in relationships is, is that, that uh, if we're a certain type of person in our personality, um, we don't really understand what boundaries are. And there's, there's, really, two, there's really two extremes. And uh, when we think about boundaries and when we think about um, what are boundaries, but before we talk about that, what is a boundary? Um, what are boundaries in relationships? What are boundaries in general? Uh, there's some great books written about th- this topic. Um, 
But first of all, a boundary is a limit. And limits, limits keep things in and they keep things out. Um, limits um, define ownership, right? Fences, you know. Uh, in New England, where I'm from, um, way back in the day with it, from the Indian times before the settlers came, Indians had these rock, like these simple rock walls that were like maybe two or three feet high. And they, this is how they, uh, they defined their land and the settlers' land. And so limits define ownership. And so when I have a boundary, I'm defining what is mine and really what belongs to the Lord. And limits keep things inside and they keep things outside. And then the fourth thing about a limit is they, a limit establishes safety and security. So these are really important things to understand about what is a boundary. The Bible talks a lot about boundaries or landmarks or fences or hedges um, the Bible talks about barriers. It talks about the word keeping. Um, it talks about stewardship. Adam had the stewardship of the garden where he was to keep the garden. Um, and we see so many verses in the Bible about not removing these barriers or these boundaries or landmarks. In Deuteronomy 27, verse 17, Cursed be he that removes his neighbor's landmark. And all the people shall say amen. And God really wanted a corporate amen on that because everybody was involved. And I think, what does it mean to remove a land, their neighbor's landmark? Um, and I'm just going to kind of hit a few things and then maybe just start digging down into some specifics. But like for me to remove somebody's landmark, um, maybe somebody has a history or a weakness in an area. And maybe I don't have that weakness. And maybe I have this liberty in a certain area of my life. And my liberty causes someone that has a struggle in that area, that my liberty causes my security and my confidence secure, causes that person's boundary to be moved a couple feet, either one, one way or the other, or maybe to be removed. And so this is very serious. Um, and, uh, and so bear boundaries, um, and I think that for some people, the word boundary or guidelines or barriers or landmarks or or these hedges can be words like, well, I thought it was all grace. I thought it was all love. We should, you know, we shouldn't be legalistic. That's legalistic. But I think we really need to understand what is a boundary and what are these safety, safety, line, safety lanes or safety lines in our life that really keep us in a healthy place. And I think that so many relationship problems that we experience is because we don't understand boundaries and we don't understand where the boundaries should be because... Um, we don't necessarily, and all bounds, it all boils down to this is that we don't understand the love of God towards us, towards ourselves in Jude 21, where Jude 21 is saying, keeping yourself in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And this keeping here means to attend to carefully, to take care of, to watch or guard against loss or injury, keeping an eye on. And that means our own soul. Like we need to keep our own soul. Like, he that keeps his own spirit is, 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 is more mightier or is, or is like the one who takes a city. And so I think that we need to keep our own soul. We need, to keep our, we need to know our limits as a human being. And we need to know what are our lines? What are, what are the boundaries? Doctrinally, in a biblical way, but also like what are my personal, personal boundaries? What are my personal limits? 
For example, Peter says um, to husbands, dwell with your wife according to the knowledge. That really means understand what are your wife's limits. Like, how, you know, how far can she go? You know, like, what respect those limits, whether they're great or, or, or small. And, and so these, these boundaries are really, uh, there's two extremes with boundaries. Number one, uh, love without boundaries is abstract and actually hatred. Like, if I'm loving without boundaries, it's abstract. Like, it's, it's not defined. It's, it, what is that? It is, it is just, um, it is, uh, it is not courageous love. And it's, and it's actually, if I don't have boundaries in my love, then I'm actually hating the person because I don't respect their boundaries. I'm going to, I'm going to dig down more into this. And what is really love? It's like God's self-sacrificing. It's God's unconditional love of God. Um, all my boundaries in my life and in my family and in my work life and, and, and with my neighbors and just every relationship I have really must be kept in the love of God. And this is really the boundary that we're talking about here, the boundary of the love of God. Philippians chapter 1, um, I believe it's verse 7. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but it, it says, or is it verse 9? I think it's verse 9. Let your love be according to discernment. Let your love be according to knowledge. Like, you know, first, first John 4, 4, 1 John 4, 1, like, don't believe every spirit, but discern the spirits. And, um, and I think that there's two types of Christianity. There's Phariseeism, which we can point out really easily. But then there's this kind of Sadduce- Sadduceeism that we don't really talk about. And it's this, it's the over-materialization of our faith. It's the, it's the, it's the, it's the ignorance of spiritual warfare. It's, it's, the, it's the negating of anything supernatural. Uh, because we're not, we're not, you know, we're just not those kind of Christians. You know, we're just more tempered. But I think that we need to live in discernment. And so the other, the other extreme, the first extreme is love without boundaries, which is abstract and really hatred, because I don't really respect that person or that relationship. Uh, for example, here's an example. Proverbs 13, verse 24. He that spares the rod hates his son. Right? That's just fa- that's family discipline. You know, if there's no discipline... If there's no consequence for, for decisions, then I don't actually love that person. If I don't tell a person the truth, if I don't share the gospel with somebody, then I don't really love that person because I don't really want them to go to heaven when, when they die. You know, I, I, I actually don't like that person. And, and um, it doesn't mean that if you don't share the gospel with somebody right away, it means you hate them. But like if, you know, if, if, I, don't have the, if I don't want to tell somebody the truth, and I maybe have this nice personality, I don't want to ruffle anybody's feathers, then I'm actually functioning in hatred. Does that make sense? Like, I'm living in indifference. And number two, the second, second um, extreme is boundaries without love, which is legalism, and it's just destructive. In, you know, Romans 7, verse 12, um, you know, um, Galatians 2, verse 16, legalism, really is just putting boundaries without love and respect. I think understanding what a boundary is, is that boundaries are in place because um, we respect ourselves, we respect people, and we respect, we respect our, um, our family, we respect individuals, and we respect other people. And I think that if we, I think, and here's, here's what can, can, kind of can happen sometimes, and maybe it doesn't, it doesn't um, describe everybody here, but I think that, like, you know, if, if we want to be Christ-like, 
and we don't have any boundaries and we give people unlimited access to our soul, we're not guarding our heart. And it's like, remember, and this is a good illustration, remember in the tabernacle, um, not everybody had access to that. And not because God was being like an elitist, but it's like there are things inside the tabernacle that were very sacred, very holy, and very valuable. And, and, um, and there were people that were not allowed in there because of just, because of boundaries. And the point I'm making here is, is that you and I are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We're sacred. We live in a society. We live in a culture where nothing is sacred, where, where everything is like physical. And a good relationship is a relationship that has compatibility in the, on the physical level. Um, if it doesn't have that compatibility in, in the physical level, then it's not going to be a good relationship. I mean, this whole world lives on just, and we talked a little bit on Sunday, we just live in such externals. And there's no sacredness. We don't have any sense of sacredness for the externals, for what God has, what God has made sacred. And what happens is, is that because we don't have that respect and that honor and understanding um, how the word love and the word honor are very, very, uh, have a very close relationship in the original language, like time, which, which, you know, which is this Greek word which means to honor, it means to love something because it has such high value. Um, remember that verse where it says that Timothy, that Demas left this present world. Uh, left <laughs> this present world. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Demas left because he loved this present world, right? And um, what does that mean? Agape means a self-sacrificing love for something that has great value in my life, and that could actually be a bad thing. Can you? It's amazing, like how much people sacrifice in their life because of a love for something that's just unhealthy and that's going to fade away and that's not going to bring happiness. And we do that. We do that in relationships. We do that in our careers. We do that in everything that, that we live. We just, because we live sometimes with this unhealthy and undefined and un, you know, we don't allow God to define to us what is sacred and what's beautiful and what's holy. And if we can understand what that is, like, like, Moses said that he chose to bear the reproach of Christ as greater gain than the riches of all of Egypt, Hebrews chapter 11, right? And that's, I mean, here's you got this ragtag group of slaves and they're Hebrews in Egypt, unlovely, maybe even unthankful, just kind of, I mean, I don't know, just scrap, scrappers maybe. But Moses, right, sees something in these people that nobody else sees. And that is the, that's the treasure and the, and the beauty of who the Israelites are and God's, and God's promises to them. So I think if we can understand, number one, how, how precious we are and how valuable we are and how, how much we mean to God, then we could understand how to love ourselves properly. There's a word that you hear a lot today, and it's in Christianity too, and it's a word, it's a term called self-care. And what it means is, is that because people are living in such a, a world of just lack of respect, familiarity, uh, just the profane, um, giving their body to anybody, and that we live into this, we, we wind up in this culture where we have just, for the moment, we live in entertainment, we live in some kind of sense of stimulation, yet at the cost of our own physical body and at the cost of our own soul. And what happens is it puts people in a place they're really beat up, soulishly and physically, and, um, and there's just great neglect to themselves, to their bodies, 
because they don't live with any under, understanding of boundaries in their life. And so they are just wrecked. They're just beat up there and they don't know how to, they're just a wreck. And so they don't understand how God cares for them. They don't understand how valuable they are as a, as a, as a temple. And so they, have to need, they need to start these kind of programs called self-care. And there's a place for self-care. But I think understanding that um, if I understand who I am, my value, then um, and keeping myself in the love of God, then there's a point where we have to draw lines. And, and, and I want to just say something about that. And then maybe we could just open it up for discussion. But... Um, you know, I was talking to somebody recently, and they said, well, you know, I really, you know, this person came out of a really bad background and just wrecked. Just, they, str- they struggle with deep anxiety, and they've been betrayed, and, and, you know, they just had a crazy, crazy life, and, you know, and, and sometimes they just get angry, and they lash out, and, and they just, you know, tear everybody up, but we got to be patient with them, and but I think there's a point after two years where, where you just have to say, like, look, <laughs> let's draw some boundaries here because you having free access to yell and do your thing and, 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 and just show your flesh to everybody does not mean that we're loving you unconditionally. That you're actually, we're kind of, if we're not drawing some lines here, we're actually going to enable you to live in that. And we're not helping you. We're not. We're not, we're not drawing some lines here. We're not bringing you to the cross. And so what I'm saying is, is that, um, you know, you hear the question sometimes asked, like, you know, well, if we're supposed to love people unconditionally and lay down our lives to people and love people like Christ loved people, when, does there, when do we draw the line? And we draw the line really when, uh, we draw the line really when, uh, when there's a there's a boundary crossed about when you know when there's this point where where a boundary of the love of God has been crossed and there is this there's this familiarity and there's just this blatant um, um, just abuse where criticism and accusation and it really gets demonic and at that point um, and we can talk about this later but some things have to be said like you know like uh, we need to step on. We need to step out and say, "You've crossed the line there. You cannot communicate like that. You cannot communicate like that again ever. If you do, then we don't have any fellowship." And it sounds pretty tough, but I think that if we don't draw lines, then we're not living in 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 the respect of the blood of Christ in us, and the respect of who we are as a temple, and we don't live in the respect of the presence of the Holy Spirit in our life. And and just because God is a God of ever of unconditional love and unconditional giving his son, Jesus Christ, it does not mean that we have unconditional access uh, to be destructive in God's presence. And so I'll just make, I'll close with this one point and we can just open it up for a wrap. But when it says that Jesus did not commit himself to men, it meant really like this word, this fully entrusting himself to people. And he, because he understood what was in man. And so how do we have relationships so that it doesn't turn into something cynical and suspicious and lack of trust and destructive? And, and I, think, I think that that is when we understand how much that we've been forgiven, how much we've been loved, how much we've been uh, healed from God, 
there's a tremendous capacity to love other people, right? She that has been forgiven much loves much. Remember what Jesus said about that woman. Uh, she loves much but, much, but the love is according to boundaries. Like, for example, if you truly reflect Christ to somebody and they do not receive that on a consistent basis, there's a point where we just have to say, you know something, I'm committing you over to God and there's nothing more that I can do because I'm actually hurting myself and this is not, this is not edifying. And um, I think we understand where that goes. So um, I, I just, I'll just say this, that um, God gives us boundaries. God wants, us to, God wants to enlarge our boundaries. Um, and I say this, and this is really just by way of introduction. Um, maybe we can take a couple Wednesdays and talk about this, but God wants us to enlarge our, our boundaries. He wants to enlarge the place of our tent, as it says um, in, in, in Isaiah 54, verse 2. That can't happen if we're being beaten up by, um, by just uh, the atmosphere and people that we allow to come into our, into our circle and into our life to affect us. And um, if we do that, again, we're not loving ourselves. We don't love ourselves, and we don't love them if they do that. There's a point where we just say, you know something, I love you, but here's the line. And this is a line, this is really called the spirit of, do not grieve the Holy Spirit, let the Lord be between us. There's a cross between us. And the cross means there's no place for your flesh and there's no place for my flesh. No place for my sentimental flesh and no, no place for, for your flesh too. And that's where we've got to meet. And if, 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 if we can't meet there, then we don't have a relationship. And I know this is tough and, and, and maybe just goes against what people think Christianity is, but... Um, if I'm living in this pressure in a relationship and I'm allowing people to, to say what they want at, at, at any time with free access to, to you, um, to yourself or to me, then that is I'm not in a place where my boundaries can be expanded. I'm in a place where I'm starting to shrink. You know, I'm starting to contract in. And I'm not living in this sense of, of, of abundance and vision and, and expanding in my thinking. God wants to expand our boundaries, and that can't happen if we don't understand what our boundaries are. Um, and very simple introduction. Uh, a lot of things there that I said, and we can really dig deeper. But um, yeah, so maybe we could just start from there, and maybe there's some questions or maybe some comments or, or things that, that are on your heart that maybe stirred up from what I said.